When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to That Nerd Dad Podcast. I am That Nerd Dad, Joel Williamson. How you been? Thanks for joining me for a short 15-20 minute visit, which is no longer true. This will be a 30-40 to 40 minute visit. We got interviews coming back today. Uh, so, interview, I, I've been talking about interviews coming back. They're back today. Uh, starting it off my foot in the water got my brother on the show he's a parent of two young children uh, we're going to talk about uh, vaccines for said children as well as halloween which is this upcoming sunday so stay tuned for that we also have shit you may have missed and i'm gonna skip the opening bullshit a little bit i got a short short parenting anecdote before we dive into shit you may have missed and then the interview so it's gonna be a fun one do yourself a favor, do me a favor, hit subscribe. If you're listening to this somewhere, you're watching this somewhere, there's probably a subscribe button, tap it. I appreciate it. Tell a friend. Let's get into the show. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Alright, so. I will be brief... Because I still want to keep the podcast tight. I want to keep it tight. Uh, I stepped on a toy this week. We've all been there. We've all done that. We've all stepped on a kid's toy. However, I stepped down fucking hard on a toy. Um, I was in my socks. I was carrying my two-year-old to his room. Uh, he was fighting me around bedtime. I decided to scoop him up, carry him uh, to start our bedtime routine. And as I was navigating the toys on the floor, I crunched onto what amounted to be a bracket from a open toolbox. And I, 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 dad of the year, I avoided saying four letter words. Uh, but I could tell it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just like an ouchie. <laughs> like I felt like I had done some damage. Uh, so I sat down, um, peeled my sock off and, uh, there was blood. I had, uh, pierced my foot in two separate areas. Um, as well as, uh, that little bit of dangly skin when you kind of piece it. So I had to kind of rip that off and. Holy shit, that was a thing. <laughs> and then my five-year-old just disappeared. And I thought, oh, okay, so I have to work on empathy with him because he doesn't give a shit that I'm in pain. Um, but he came back with a Band-Aid. How sweet is that? He came back with a Band-Aid. He, 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 and it, the Band-Aid was ridiculous. He went and got, like, the world's biggest Band-Aid. I thought it would have like, covered my whole foot. Um... 
but but he's like, you need to do this and put some cream on, referring to polysporin. And uh, he went into like you know first aid mode. It was really sweet. Uh, and then before bed, he's like, you know, Daddy, make sure you don't walk on it tonight and change the bandaid in the morning. Really cute. Uh, so I went from thinking, oh, I have a problem to, oh, I'm doing a pretty decent job. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I had to throw that toolbox out because I crunched the shit out of it. Um, foot still hurts. It's starting to scab over now. So now it's kind of itchy. But uh, yeah, that was my parenting moment that I wanted to share this week. And since we're doing interviews, again, this opening part unless I'm really passionate about something, it might get shorter. So, that being said, let's do some shit you may have missed. And the first thing that I don't think you missed, but maybe you did, is uh, the trailer for the Buzz Lightyear origin movie, for some reason. Because a lot of pent-up demand to figure out where the toy came from. Anyways, <laughs> it's a stupid premise. It's probably going to be terrific because it's Pixar and it's Toy Story and that whole franchise is amazing. Uh, but the big story was Buzz Lightyear has hair. Um, and not just like any hair. Like he's a good looking guy. Uh, like I, I don't think I should be attracted to him. But I am. Um... I think this is going to lead to some very interesting cosplays in the boudoir. Uh, also, as a bald man, I I don't have hair underneath my hat. Uh, but as a bald man, I'm highly offended that uh, they hid these glorious locks. <laughs> these glorious locks under that purple matted thing for space travel um buzz lightyear total hottie who knew also worth noting it's going to be voiced by uh captain america because uh tim allen got the heave ho now they're saying it's not because of political values and views but uh let's be honest it probably is also chris evans is fully engrossed in the Marvel Disney world now. Uh, and uh, they can just... Hey, Chris, you want those SETI paychecks? They'll probably do a franchise of these now. Just Buzz Lightyear movies. Space aliens. Toy boxes. Pillowcases. Sheets. Slippers. The whole nine yards. So, the... The gist of this story is uh, Buzz Lightyear's kind of hot. Speaking of hot animated characters, Knuckles. <laughs> Knuckles. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the movie, or Sonic 2, whatever the hell they're calling it, um, cast Idris Alba to play Knuckles. In the sequel. And. For some reason he had to say. He's not doing the voice of Knuckles. In an intentionally sexy manner. 
Okay. <laughs> Look, Idris. This is a kid's movie. It's for children. You play a hedgehog type thing. Um, it's based off a video game. And we need the voice to be as sexy as humanly possible. That's a requirement for this role. And Idris said, no, won't do it. I refuse to add any additional sex appeal to this already gorgeous red character. But let's be honest, it's going to sound sexy. It's Idris Elba. He's a sexy man. Bill Murray. Speaking of sexy men, Bill Murray has been cast in a secret role in Ant-Man 3. Mm -hmm. I just found it interesting. I have no additional information. He's going to be in Ant-Man 3. I don't know if uh, Ant-Man, Scott Lang, Paul Rudd's character, uh, has a dad in the Marvel canon. But I could totally see Bill Murray playing Paul Rudd's dad. And if it's not in Ant-Man 3, they need to get this movie happening ASAP. I'll help them write the script. It writes itself, really. Father and son reunite. They go on a road trip. Hilarity ensues. Bill Murray and Paul Rudd. I'd watch that shit all day. So he's going to be in Ant-Man 3. Which I don't think is scheduled to come out until 2023. So be patient. Marvel's got a lot on their plate. Like making Buzz Lightyear sexier. And finally, I'm going to talk about someone that uh, most of you don't know. At least I'm, I'm, I'm banking on the fact that most of you aren't familiar with him. Uh, I'm going to talk about Mort Saul. Who is Mort Saul? And why the hell am I listening to a podcast about him and how hot Buzz Lightyear is? Um, okay, so Mort Saul is a stand-up comedian who passed away this, year, uh, this week. Uh, he was 93 years old. And he was a pioneer in the stand-up comedy world. This has always been a passion of mine. Uh, I consider myself a bit of a historian when it comes to stand-up comedy. And, and Mort was right there at the time of Lenny Bruce, who's probably a, a more recognizable name, but still maybe not one you're terribly familiar with. But Mort was right there with Lenny Bruce. Um, Mort did it first. Uh, Mort took stand-up comedy to what we know it today. Before Mort, uh, it's kind of a tough name, but before him, a lot of uh, comedy was basically just like, you know, take my wife, please. Or, I just flew in from San Diego and boy, am my arms tired. Ta-da! Um, but Mort turned it into commentary. He was known, before Lenny, to bring a newspaper up on stage with him and riff on the topics of the day. Um, he and Lenny started this trend. Now, Lenny became far more famous because of the Lenny Bruce trials, because of uh, 
decency. Lenny was a lot more crash um, and really challenged the system of what was allowed to be said, uh, which, of course, inspired George Carlin. George Carlin inspired John Stewart. John Stewart, The Daily Show, all, it goes down the line. And kind of in the timeline of stand-up comedy, Mort Saul, Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, kind of the peak, and then it splinters from there. Because they paved the way for everyone else. The idea of talking about the news has led to this podcast in some form. So you can blame Mort if you hate it. Um, and if you if you think about the commentary that we see, it's it stems from the work that him and Lenny did at the beginning. So, uh, maybe not a household name, because while he had his moment in the sun in the 50s and 60s, he also went a little insane. Um, he was devastated by the death of Kennedy, and he, and he believed the CIA uh, assassinated him. And he, he got up on stage and talked about it, and, and joked about it, and riffed about it, and um, it, he fell out of favor. Lenny sadly died as a, an overdose, um, but the the work that the two of them did early in their careers set the table and paved the way for everything you see today. Mort Saul, Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, the rest is history. So, I pay respect to Mort Saul, R.I.P., Thank you for everything you did. And, uh, appreciate it. All right, back to the regular programming. <laughs> um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're, we're going to do the interview now. I'm going to throw to the interview. Uh, it's about 13 minutes ish long. It's uh, my brother TJ and I talking about the vaccine from Pfizer, which has been uh, recently got the FDA approval for as little as five years old. Um, Halloween's coming up. Are we comfortable with trick-or-treating? Are we going trick-or-treating? And, uh, and then I'll come back to kind of wrap the whole show up. So here's that interview. Enjoy. Nerd Dad, uh, today I've got a special guest. That guest is... My brother. <laughs> if you couldn't tell by looking at him, uh, <laughs> we are we are related. Uh, I brought him on because uh, a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to start doing guests again, and uh, I needed a guinea pig because I'm uh, not so tech savvy. So I needed someone to work out the kinks with, and that's what we literally spent the first ten minutes of our conversation doing was me fucking around trying to figure out why I can't get my headset to work, and it turns out I need to charge my headset. So. I don't have the fancy blue headphones today, uh, working with old school, uh, not even Apple. These are generic, uh, Amazon ones, Amazon basic, I think. Anyways, I digress. Bring in my brother TJ because, uh, he's a parent of two young girls, five and three, uh, almost six and two, uh, almost three. So I got them wrong. I am a great, great brother right here. <laughs> uncle of the year. Uh, 
<laughs> you know what though? You said something before we started and I had the opportunity to correct you and I didn't. So oh, I just let it go. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> six and almost, almost, whatever, whatever the numbers were. <laughs> I've already forgotten. Um, and I'll forget again. At least I know their name, but we're not going to say them. Anyway, uh, and in Canada, the uh, the vaccine is going to be eligible for for young people soon, uh, as as little as five. Uh, so just announced yesterday, Pfizer got the FDA approval for vaccines from five to twelve, um, which means Canada's probably going to be a fast follower. I do find it kind of funny that Moderna, for some reason, says their vaccine is good for ages six and up. So I don't know what the difference is in the two vaccines. That would one would make it five, one would make it six. But there's clearly some, you know, some shit that goes on with Moderna and five year olds. <laughs> so I do know that you and I both have a a basic kind of uh, familiarity, and we're on the same page when it comes to vaccines. But we haven't talked about our kids getting vaccinated. So right. I put it to you, my friend. Uh, are you are you comfortable with the six year old getting a vaccine? I think so. I mean, uh, it's something we've been waiting for and obviously working towards. It's uh, a step towards uh, getting back to a normal life, I guess. Um, she's in grade one now, and the only school that she's actually known, aside from a little bit of uh, junior kindergarten, is just online school. She needs that. Uh, interaction with her friends and right now it's just it's not the safest time to do it i mean i i know uh you probably got the email or the call but the school that they were going to they had a confirmed case not that long ago and uh we probably would have been in the situation where they're at home anyways um but yeah uh, eventually uh things will get back to a type of normal and i think this is a good step in the right direction for the record, I did not know that their school had a case. Uh, you didn't? They did. Yeah. It, it may have been told to me. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more active with, with homework than I would have expected myself to be. Uh, <laughs> but uh, stuff like that kind of goes in one ear and out the other. All right. So you're cool with uh, the six-year-old getting the vaccine. I well, am too. Go ahead. To, to an extent. I mean... Uh... When they tell me it's it's been tested, it's approved, everything's good to go, um, I am willing to trust because they haven't steered me wrong in the past. Uh, when they said it's not right for six-year-olds, it's not right for six-year-olds. But when they tell me it's good, I trust it's good. Now, what if they come back and say, yeah, you know what, it's, it's, it's actually okay for five-year-olds. Even though initially the report said Moderna said six and up, what if they come like, eh, it's fine for five? Are you going to have are, are there hesitations if you hear something like that? I didn't know that Moderna said six and up as opposed to five and up like Pfizer. And I trust that I'll be Googling immediately after this call to find out what the hell's going on with that. <laughs> um, I know the Pfizer, I mean, I think they tested like, I don't know, 2,500 kids or something. Um, and it had like 90% uh, effectiveness. Um, I was reading it's like a third of the dose that they give to adults. Um, I know nothing of the Moderna one. 
So I'd be interested to find out why they couldn't go as low as five or if they just didn't test for whatever reason. They just couldn't get enough volunteers. It's possible. You're I I don't have the answer. I just, I saw the headline and I, it made me laugh. Yeah. And I was like, that's, that's interesting. Really stupid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, now I, you had a, a cold rip through your family, uh, last week. Uh, it has now moved to my family because our, our kids interact. Um, so how did you handle the first cold? I think it's probably the first cold that your family had in the last 18 months. How did you guys handle it? Uh, we were all right. I mean, yeah. I did, I didn't get it. Um, Sarah you, didn't get it. You bastard. I'm struggling with it. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know if it's, uh, if it's fact or if it's just me with a misunderstanding, but I don't think runny nose is a symptom of COVID or anything. And, uh, I saw the runny nose and I thought I actually felt relief. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, thank God. She's just sick, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so um, no extra precautions, nothing. You didn't, did you think about going to get a test? No, didn't even cross my mind. No, honestly. No, not no. for me, not for them. Nobody. I can honestly say if, um, if it wasn't in your household the week before, I probably would have been panicking. Yeah. I, I probably would have been freaking out. Um, and just like whether or not we should even consider getting a test. And the idea of taking a two-year-old to get a, a COVID test does not yeah. uh, does not sound appeasing to me at all. Uh, but yeah, no, it went from your household. Uh, two-year-old got it. Uh, wife got it. I got it. Uh, I ha- I've been, my throat sore, uh, running nose. No fever though. I didn't have it. So I didn't give it to you. So I'm not going to apologize. But I will tell my six-year-old. No, <laughs> you tell her to friggin' call me and apologize <laughs> to Uncle Joe. No, uh, I had no idea it made its way over there. My bad. Bastards. <laughs> all of them. Um, all right. So we're comfortable with uh, stabbing our kids with unknown drugs. I am, uh, yeah. we're, we're not going to feed them horse paste. Got it. I will not. Okay. Um, not even like on a Trisket or anything? <laughs> maybe maybe like on a goldfish cracker a goldfish like stuffed goldfish with the some ivermectin the joe rogan special yeah right into the goldfish <laughs> no all right halloween though is coming up sure Hall- is. halloween is a tricky halloween is this sunday yeah uh, halloween is tricky this year yeah pardon the halloween pun did not mean <laughs> to do that halloween is tricky all right uh so halloween is tricky this year uh are you taking your kids trick-or-treating uh, I don't think we're going door to door. Okay. Not that I'm specifically opposed to it. Um, okay. Interesting. I think that my concern is other people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think the kids going door to door, grabbing treats, whatever, they don't have to eat them. They don't eat them all. You know, we can substitute them out for our different treats and know that everything's safe. Uh, they really don't have to come into contact with the other people's candies at all. Um, but I think just uh, we're laying low. I know we decorated our house a bit. I think we might be seeing some neighborhood friends that we know are essentially in the same boat as us. They, they're safe. They're, they're cautious of everything. And they have the same concerns as us. So, Are you going to shell out candy? I don't know. I'm set up for it if I want to. Okay. Um, I was thinking of... 
Well, I don't know, because I don't want to be one of them people that just puts like a bowl of candy out, but I also don't. I've been that guy. <laughs> I, like, I'm considering it because I decorated the house. They're going to come up and think that uh, I'm handing out candy. I'm going to take decorations down Halloween day just so I don't get screwed. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> so I was thinking about uh, setting up a bowl or something and letting the kids have at it, see how long it actually lasts, but I won't be there. I don't think. I think no. uh, I think we'll be going out for a little bit. In the past, we've done the bowl because we tend to go out as well. Um, obviously, our kids are about the same age. Yeah. Uh, so I, we tend to take them out as well at night. So we're not there. And we have typically left a bowl. I don't think we'll leave a bowl this year. <laughs> um, no. And I, I, I kind of like your approach of the idea of I'm going to take them for the social experience of going door to door, saying trick or treat. You know, I imagine most people, if they shell out, are going to be super careful about dropping candy rather than putting their whole hand in the bag. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then kind of swapping out the candy at home. That's an expectation you have to set ahead of time, though. Yeah. Like, that's a uh, that's a clear, hey, you're not going to get to eat all this. Yeah. The, we're swapping this out when we get home. Collect the candy. Don't touch a damn thing. <laughs> yeah. We're throwing that right in the fireplace when we <laughs> yeah. get home. No more pillowcases. It's just a trash bag and we just put it <laughs> directly out on garbage day. That's right <laughs> into the trash. Um, these decisions, are these yours? Did you talk about with the wife? Have there been the conversation? Uh, when it comes to the... Trick-or-treating. Uh, trick-or-treating? I, we just made plans ahead of time to, to go hang out with the neighborhood friends. I mean, uh, there's a couple nearby that have kids about the same age as ours. And like I said, they share the same uh, like precautions as us when it comes to COVID. So we've seen them for a while now and we know they take the same cautions as we do. So why not let the kids hang out? And What's up? No, go. Cool. I thought you were going to finish your sentence. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, I don't know if the other family wants to go trick-or-treating, but it's just... But we decided, I think we, I think we talked about doing like a, like a Halloween, um, like almost like a party with just the kids there, Mm -hmm. just the, the two families. And then, uh, like a, like a treat hunt type thing, um, almost like Easter, but (laughs) Halloween, (laughs) Halloweaster, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, start a new tradition. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, that was kind of a mutual thing. I think I'll be honest. I'm. I'd be comfortable if Halloween died. Yeah. Um, the it, It's just, it feels so antiquated. And I know it's one of those things that people hold on to. It's like, oh, it's it's so good. It reminds me of my childhood. It was sketchy as hell. It still is sketchy as hell. Um, <laughs> so if I know they, people got robbed for their candy on Halloween night. I mean, I know the idea of collecting uh, uh, candy from strangers is something we warn them against and then Except for one day a year where it's get together and do encouraged. it encouraged which go uh, to as many houses as you can and ask for free candy which holiday is getting the back of the white van day you know yeah exactly <laughs> god uh all right man look uh i appreciate you spending some time with me talking about this shit um i think it's important that parents talk about it and share what they're going to do because it might trigger an idea a thought process um 
and 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 provide some perspective because it's really easy to get caught up in the doom and gloom of uh the news and just kind of what are everyday families doing so thank you for your time today man i really appreciate it for sure man anytime we'll do it again all right let me stop recording but i don't know how i'll leave this (laughs) in the thing because it's funny not stop review is it end uh nope i don't want to end meeting for all try just pressing alt r oh there it is stop recording on yeah alt r (laughs) so that's it that's the show that's probably going to be the new format i I think it kind of works right kind of works feels all right um and uh want to thank you for listening want to thank you for tuning in uh i made the announcement this week uh 2500 listens of just the audio version 2500 listens of just the audio version of this uh this shitty little program and uh that doesn't count the youtube stuff so thank you for sharing thank you for listening Thank you for telling your friends. And again, as I say often, if you hate it, thank you for telling your enemies. Want to thank DeanBlundell.com? Proudly hosted on DeanBlundell.com. Uh, I'm going to say 80 podcasts now. I don't even know what the number is. Number one podcast network in Canada. We're a proud member of it. And uh, I love working with Dean and his group of uh, his group of idiots. Also, I think Blue Microphones. Blue microphones. They make me sound better than I really do. And now that I've got the headset situation figured out, if you were paying attention during the interview, uh, now that I've got the headset situation figured out, I will not be caught dead without them again. Now we're going to go to the exit. The exit has changed this week. My brother, who is uh, pretty good at helping me with these sort of tech things, as you can tell, um combined my son's exit sentence with the uh, theme song thing that I stole so it's uh, it sounds good now and it's all in one I don't have to do two separate ones so one last thank you to TJ we'll talk next week everyone special guest is already lined up she's an author she's gone viral they had a CNN article written about her it's gonna be dope Take it easy. Be well. Be safe. Thanks for listening. Damn. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. 
This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.